You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel, streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. Luis Miguel Echegaray is out this week, but the show must go on. So I, Jonathan Johnson, am once again stepping in to save the day and ensure that the Que Golasso listenership gets its weekly fix of transfer news from the world's leading authority on the subject, Fabrizio Romano. And today, it's a special day, Fabrizio. It's your birthday. <laughs> Many happy returns. How are you doing? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm good. Thank you for the wishes and ready to answer your questions and to discuss football together as always. Yes, likewise. Well, today we'll be discussing Antonio Conte's loose lips, what this week's Champions League teams are planning in the summer and the many Americans in the Bundesliga. So Kegoleso begins right now. Okay, everybody, welcome to Que Golasso. So we've already wished Fab a happy birthday, so we're going to delve straight into the main meat uh, of our chat today. So we're going to be looking at a bit of Tottenham Hotspur, Harry Kane. Uh, Antonio Conte backtracking on weakened squad comments uh, in his Sky interview, said the chairman knows very well my thoughts. Fab, what, what are those thoughts? I think it's so um, normal on our Italian side to see these sentences, these words from Antonio Conte, and it's maybe not so usual for Tottenham fans. So I'm not surprised to see the reaction in England, but at the same point here in Italy, we know Antonio since long time and he's always like this. If the moment is not positive, Antonio Conte is always trying to change the situation, to change the mentality, to bring his ideas. And his ideas are so clear. He wants Tottenham to fight. Uh, to, comp- to be competitive, to be ready to win something in the coming season, maybe. Maybe this season, of course, is not possible. But for the coming season, he wants Tottenham to, to win something. This is his mentality. And his message from that Sky interview was so clear, in my personal opinion. I want important players. I want experienced players, okay, with the young talents, okay, with players for the future. But we need something for the present. We need experienced players if we want to fight and to bring Tottenham at top level. So this is the message from Antonio. But it's not a message like saying, you have to sign players I want or I leave the club. That was not the sense. The sense was, let's do it together, together with the board, together with Daniel Levy, together with the players. Let's react together because January window was not easy for Tottenham. This is clear. It's not just Antonio Conte saying that. Uh, we know that they wanted Adama Traore. We know that they wanted Luis Diaz. And then at the end, they were not able to sign both of them. But the message from Antonio is clear. He wants Tottenham to win and he wants to do it together with the club, together with the board and together with the players. Do you think that he's angry about losing out on somebody like Luis Diaz or or do you think there was more to this original interview? Do you think he's trying to apply pressure in advance, maybe ahead of the summer? I think it's the second one you mentioned. I think he's preparing for the summer. He wants the club to arrive for the summer not signing players on deadline day has happened for Kuluzeski and Bentancur that are two important players but they signed them in the last 24-48 hours of the market uh, how many deals Tottenham had in the last 48 hours the two new signings but also Ndombele Lo Celso a lot of deals completed in the last hours of the of the window so what he wants is to arrive in the summer to arrive in June in July and in August and to be ready together to do an important market and to build something for Tottenham future so this is why Antonio is preparing 
with, with these interviews and it's not just creating problems that is not in his mentality. The million dollar question whenever you talk about Tottenham Hotspur is how the how the manager's relationship is with Daniel Levy. So so how is it between Conte uh, and Levy right now? At ah, the moment, to be honest, from what I'm told, Antonio was expecting January window not to be so easy. Uh, so when he signed his contract with, with Tottenham in November, the message was clear. The real rebuilding for Tottenham will be in the summer and not in January, also because January window is complicated as you know so well, for all top clubs, not just for Tottenham. So it's always like this in general. It's never so easy to find the right, to find the right way in, in that kind of short market. Uh, and so his relationship with Daniel Levy at the moment is so normal, I would say. He has no problem. Also because the sport director, Fabio Paratici, is Italian and this is helping uh, in the communication with Daniel Levy, in the plans for the future. So, of course, summer will be important. Summer transfer market will be so important to understand the future of Tottenham and with Antonio Conte. He wants an important summer. He knows that there is a big gap between Tottenham and top clubs like Chelsea, Man City, Liverpool. So he wants uh, the rebuilding to start uh, in, in June, in July, but of course, from, from what I'm told at the moment, he has no particular problem with Daniel Levy. The expectation is so high from Antonio. This is why he signed for Tottenham. But at the moment, I don't see any big issue or big problem. I'm glad that you mentioned uh, Paratici because I've seen some reports already that there's a few potentially uh, big European clubs looking at him ahead of the summer. We know that he's only just recently arrived uh, at Tottenham, but uh, Obviously, as somebody who covers PSG very closely, there's a lot of speculation about Leonardo's future. Paratici was mentioned as somebody that, that PSG might have given some consideration to. Do you see uh, there being any way for that, that trio uh, to be broken up if we're including Paratici, uh, Conte and Levy sort of in the, the top three decision makers at Spurs at this moment? I think never say never is the way in football because now they are excited, of course, after the game with Man City, after beating Man City. But they were coming from three losing in a row, three, three defeats in a row. So it was not an easy moment for, for Tottenham and we had a lot of rumours. So let's see how the situation will, will be in the coming months. Uh, but at the moment, they are not planning to leave. Paratici, Conte, they are not thinking that they will leave the club at the end of the season. They are focusing on the second part of the season. They hope to bring Tottenham back to Champions League football because this is so important for Tottenham, for Conte, for the World Club, but also for the players like Harry Kane and then to understand what's, what's next for, for the trio. But at the moment, they are planning together, so I don't see any big issue. Some interesting quotes from Guardiola after that uh, Tottenham-Manchester uh, City match. Tottenham have a lot of quality. They give the ball to Harry Kane. And they're really good up front. <laughs> Are City still interested in signing Kane? Because obviously we know that was the big sort of transfer story that never quite uh, came to fruition uh, last summer. Obviously City got Jack Grealish from Aston Villa, but they didn't manage to get Kane from Spurs. Uh, you know, is that interest still there from City? Yes, my answer is yes. Uh, Man City have always been interested, as you mentioned, in Harry Kane. They were trying last summer, 150 million euros proposal turned down by Tottenham in the final weeks of August. So they've always been interested and Pep Guardiola loves this player. As you mentioned, his interview was clear. Guardiola is always picking a positive way of Harry Kane and he would love to have Harry Kane. So for sure, Manchester City will sign a new striker in uh, in, in, in June, in July, in the summer. But to see what happens with Kane is key to understand what happens to Tottenham. So at the moment, there is no negotiation between Man City and Tottenham. They're waiting to see what's next for Harry. In case Harry will be on the market, for sure Manchester City will be interested because they will go for a striker and Harry Kane is always one of the top names in the list of Pep Guardiola. Well, while we're still on the topic of North London, Jack Wilshere has ended up in Denmark. How, how has this come about, this transfer to Aarhus? 
Yes, was was a crazy one, to be honest. Yesterday, I was a surprise to see that news coming with an official statement. Also, because I'm told that really, uh, sorry, Wilshire had some possibilities also in other countries, like in Italy. So he had some proposals, but you know that maybe some clubs were always waiting to see how if the player is fit, uh, how long it takes to to have him ready. And so he had this opportunity in in Derby. He decided to accept. Uh, I think is a good chance for him to be back. Uh, at a good level on physical point of view and then in the summer to decide what he wants to do. So it was a surprising one, really, the shocking transfer of the last 48 hours. But at the same point, I think it's a really good chance for him to be back to be fit, a good level, and then to to see what he wants to do for next season because at the moment it's difficult to predict the future of Jack Wilshire. It depends on how will be his condition, but at the same point, it's a good chance to be back on stage. Yeah, there's been some interesting transfers in Denmark at the moment. I see Wagner Love has also moved over there. He's still playing on. Uh, you know, it's. It, it, I always find it intriguing, um, you know, when there are still transfer windows left open after the main European ones closed. Are you expecting any other major business? I mean, we've seen some minor moves. Pa- Pavlovich going from Monaco to, to Basel, for example. Is there anything else that you expect that might be coming up on our on our radar in the next week or so? In the coming hours, I'm curious to see what happens with Jean-Philippe Gbamin, the midfielder of uh, Everton, because he has this possibility with Seska Moscow. They are negotiating over a loan deal with no buy option included, so it would be a straight loan till the end of the season. Uh, they're discussing about salary coverage, but they're really optimistic on Seska's side to complete this deal. And so also Russian League could be one of the destinations for, for players in the coming in the coming hours for surprising moves. So Gbamin is a serious possibility. And let's see if something else is going is going to happen also with free agents. For example, look what happened with, with Jovinko. Sampdoria had an injury with Gabbiadini, a serious injury a few weeks ago, and they decided to go for Sebastian Jovinko as free agent. And so this is the way. Sometimes it's also about the injuries and the opportunities. So let's see. Gbamin, I think it will be the next one. Well, it's Champions League week, so it would be remiss of us not to discuss some of the clubs in action. Let's start with Manchester United against Atletico Madrid. Reports of some locker room disharmony at United. Uh, you know, I saw uh, Rashford uh, reacting to, to to some reports. What's the the latest uh, on Paul Pogba's contract extension? Yes, about the, the dressing room situation at May United is always like this. When you talk about top clubs, it's not just May United. You know, John, so well how it happens in Paris Saint-Germain. It's the same in Spain with Real Madrid and Barcelona. It's always like this. Uh, when clubs are not performing at top level, you always have rumors around players, around top players not happy with the situation in the dressing room. It's normal, but... I was asking my sources close to my United and close to my United dressing room and the answer was not negative. Uh, of course, it's not a positive moment, so they are not happy with the situation, but they are together to fight for my United. They had a good win with Leeds, so I don't see my United dressing room having big problems. The, the problems are to rebuild the club for the future. They need a project, but it's not just about the players. So at the moment, the situation is still quite on dressing room side. And for Pogba, we have to wait. We have to wait because I receive always the same answer when I ask about Paul Pogba. He will decide in the coming months, not in February, not in March, uh, not in the past few months because he wanted to take his time to see who will be the manager of Man United next season, what kind of project they have. So first point is to communicate Man United whether he wants to extend the contract or not. And the moment there is still no decision made on that point from Paul Pogba. 
and then to see what kind of opportunities he will have in other countries or maybe in the Premier League is still so open. So his agent, Mino Raiola, did the same with Donnarumma last summer. He was a free agent and then he signed with PSG in end of June. So he takes his time for big names as free agents. And so nothing is going to happen this month or next month for, for Pogba. It's going to take time and he needs to decide, first of all, on May United and then what kind of club, what kind of country, what kind of league is the best one for him. But are there some clear suitors, uh, clubs interested in Pogba right now, uh, letting letting them know that uh, they would be interested in a summer move? At the moment, I'm told that there is nothing advanced with, with any club. Of course, he's a player that we're talking about the top player. And so it's normal to have conversation with clubs. We know that last summer, Paris Saint-Germain had an interest in Pogba. They discussed with, with Rayola, the relationship is so good. But then they never made an official bid for, for Paul Pogba. And let's see if they want to, to do it for, for this summer as free agent. Uh, same happens with Juventus. Juventus and Pogba connection has always been amazing. The player loves Turin, loves Juventus. And Juventus, they love him. His conversation with former teammates at Juventus is always regular. So the relationship is so good, but the question is about the salary. Are Juventus able to pay, to pay that kind of salary to, to Paul Pogba? I think it's not going to be easy. So that's why there are many options, but still nothing advanced. But I'm sure that if Pogba will be a free agent and if he will decide not to sign a new deal with Bay United, many clubs will be ready to jump into this opportunity. And on the, the subject of, uh, of, of PSG and a potential move for Pogba, obviously the, the link with Manchester United is that uh, there's been strong rumours linking uh, United with Pochettino at the end of this season. What do you think uh, the influence of last week's uh, result, PSG beating Real Madrid in the Champions League, will have on United's potential desire to, to bring in somebody like Pochettino as coach? I think we have to wait eh? because it was just the first leg. So we know how Real Madrid and Bernabeu is another, is another story. So we have to see what happens in Bernabeu. But I think Pochettino, this is just my personal opinion, that Pochettino did a great job for, for Paris Saint-Germain Real Madrid game. It's always complicated. You know better than anyone else, uh, John, that it's complicated to work at Paris Saint-Germain with this kind of stars. And so I really appreciated the approach from Pochettino, really humble, really serious, top game with Real Madrid, and no one is mentioning Pochettino around. It's always Kylian Mbappé, it's always Neymar, it's always Verratti, but it's really difficult to find someone saying Pochettino is doing a great job. So uh, that's why sometimes for him it's not easy also to, to manage his relationship with people close to PSG. But at the moment from Manchester United, it's 100% confirmed that Pochettino is in their short list for the future manager. So Pochettino, Ten Hag, they are two managers that they appreciate and are not the only two names. So it's going to be an open race for my United job. But at the same point now, Pochettino is only focused on, on PSG and on Champions League. It's too important for him to show his value again in the Champions League. Uh, and to try to win the Champions League would be super huge for PSG and for Pochettino. So that's why at the moment there are still no negotiations. But he knows that he's in my United list since November, not now. On to Chelsea against Lille. Uh, you know, there's a couple of potentially interesting players, so I'll just throw them out there. Emerson Palmieri, uh, you know, obviously he's he's playing for Lyon at the moment, but is he looking to, to make that move permanent? There's also suggestions of Azpilicueta to Barca. Um, and obviously, all eyes will be on, on Jonathan David as well for this game. Yes, very good points, I think, also because, uh, as you mentioned, for Emerson Palmieri, they need to make a decision. It's not going to be now because Chelsea need to decide on left backs. Uh, they need to make a decision on, of course, they will have Chilwell back, but they have Kennedy now at the club and they expect him to leave on loan again in the in the summer. Uh, they need to make a decision if they want to sign another player in that position or to confirm Marcos Alonso because having Marcos Alonso, Chilwell and Emerson Palmieri is maybe too much. So they need a decision in that position. 
uh, and that's why they didn't sign Lucas Dean in, in January. They had the possibility, but they decided not to sign him because of that. Uh, then, as you mentioned, contracts are a key point for Chelsea. Aspilicueta has a proposal on the table from Barcelona. It's a two-year deal proposed from Barca with an option to extend for a further season. So Barca are doing serious for, for Aspilicueta, but he's still not decided if he wants to stay at Chelsea or sign a deal with Barcelona. So from Chelsea, they're waiting for the player to decide. It's also about personal life. Uh, he's not super young now, so it's important for him to decide whether he wants to live in Spain or in London next year. So they're waiting for Aspilicueta to, to, take, uh, to, to make a final decision. And then, of course, on Lille's side, many, many interesting players. Jonathan David, we had a lot of rumors uh, from, from Italian press about Inter and AC Milan, uh, but also I'm sure that Premier League clubs will be into it because Arsenal had his name in their shortlist in January, but it was untouchable for Lille. But how many players Lille have available potentially on the market in the summer is incredible. Jonathan David is going to be one of the big names talking about strikers in, in European top top clubs. Same for Sven Botman. Uh, this centre-back is amazing and the Similan are pushing to sign him, but also Newcastle are really interested in signing Sven Botman. So it's going to be huge, I think, for Lille about selling players and rebuilding. It's always like that in Lille. And so it's not going to be easy, maybe the summer, but I'm sure that they will sign other young talents to rebuild as they always do. Well, we're going to try and get our absolute money's worth out of you. So I'm going to move on now, change topic to Americans in uh, in in the Bundesliga. I know that your time is precious. So on, on the topic of North Americans in Europe, I interviewed Kevin Paredes about his recent move to Wolfsburg. So if you are listening to this on audio, producer Des will include a snippet of that conversation at the end of this podcast. Now, Fab, we saw a number of Americans join Bundesliga clubs in January. You have Paredes, obviously I've mentioned already, uh, Ricardo Pepe, George Bello, Justin Che. Are there other Americans or MLS players being looked at by German clubs at the moment? Yes, I think we will have many opportunities like the, like those you mentioned uh, in the future because now American players are really trusted uh, in countries like Germany and Bundesliga. They are showing that they are ready. They are ready to make an impact. Okay, maybe they are young sometimes and so they need some time to, to, to have their impact as happened for Weston McKennie and now he's performing at top level with Juventus. So the process is, is not always easy but they are showing that they are ready, they are professional, they are serious. So they can play in Bundesliga and Bundesliga is the perfect country, the perfect league and Germany the perfect country for, for them. I want to mention, for example, Gabriel Slonina. Uh, the, this goalkeeper is really interesting one. I'm told that Premier League clubs are keeping an eye on him, but maybe Bundesliga could be a good destination too. Um, so they, we have many and many opportunities. Now at the moment it's still so quiet uh, because we need to wait for Bundesliga clubs to make their strategies for the summer. But Slonina is a name I wanted to mention because this goalkeeper is highly rated. He's about Premier League clubs, but I'm sure that Bundesliga clubs will jump into it soon again. And so remember the name, Gabriel Slonina. <laughs> Yeah, the the early um, indications as well are that Gio Reyna's injury uh, might not be as serious as first feared for Dortmund. So obviously that would be uh, a huge relief, uh, you know, not just not just for them, but but for the player. How important do you think he is to this rebuild that seems to be on its way for Dortmund? Because obviously there's a lot of speculation about what will happen with Erling Haaland. But regardless of, of whether the great Norwegian moves on this summer, it, it seems like they will need to do a lot of rebuilding. They need, they need, I agree with you 100%. Uh, they need something fresh. And also the message from the club. 
uh, is in that direction because they they are not accusing Marco Rose at the moment and they are keeping an eye on the situation of the team. They need to change something into the team to refresh the, the squad and this is what they will try to do in the summer. And about Jorena, he's a key player for the future. They need to, to trust Jorena, they need to trust Mukoko too. They have many young players ready to be the next face of Borussia Dortmund and this is what they want to do. So for Jorena, we wish him the best, as you mentioned, on his injury. We hope that he's not serious uh, and he could be ready soon to, to give his contribution to, to Borussia Dortmund. But at the same point, I'm sure, 100% sure that Borussia Dortmund are trusting him. They want him to be part of their future project. So into the rebuilding for the summer, he will be one of the big names that we have to consider as part of Borussia Dortmund project. That's great to hear. Well, we'll move into our final thoughts now. And the, the first thing, I guess, uh, is Neymar flirting with uh, MLS via Twitch. Which clubs do you think should be on alert and sort of how seriously should we take this sort of what timeline are, are we talking maybe? I don't know about the club, but I'm sure that it's going to be an amazing an amazing opportunity. And at the same point, I'm not surprised with his comments, to be honest, because Neymar has always been a smart guy, uh, ready to keep an eye on on, on the future, uh, on his future. And I think MLS are, in, are improving. The league is not the same of 10 years ago, for example, just for retiring players going there and spending one or two years. Now the level is completely different. Uh, look, for example, what happened with Chardin Shakiri. We're talking about a player that one year ago he was playing for Liverpool and now he's in Chicago in, in MLS. So these kind of opportunities are always interesting for, for smart players. Neymar is one of them, not the only one. I think also other important stars are keeping an eye on MLS move for the coming years. And so I don't know how long it will take to see Neymar in MLS, but I think it could be a serious possibility. He was not joking. Neymar is serious when he says about MLS because he knows that personal life is great in the States, but also the league is very, very good and is improving a lot. So I'm sure that could be a possibility. I don't know how long it will take. I hope we can have Neymar in Europe for some years because we need him and we need his quality, but I'm sure that MLS is a real possibility in his plans. Yeah, absolutely. And we all know how strong those links are as well uh, between PSG and their Qatari owners and David Beckham and the, the franchise in Miami. But we'll we'll see what happens on uh, on that front. Is there anything else that you're working on this week, Fab, that we should be keeping an eye out for? Yes, I'm working on contracts because, as you know so well, now it's time for a contract extension to see what the clubs are going to decide for, for many, many players available on the market. And one of them is Marcelo Brozovic, the Croatian midfielder of Inter. They have an agreement in place to extend this contract till 2026. From what I'm told, he's going to sign in the next few hours, but Inter are not going to announce the new deal in today or tomorrow. They want to take some time to do something special. They had a defeat with Sassuolo, so it's not the best week to communicate positive news. They want to keep it quiet, but Brozovic will extend this contract with Inter. We had some links with Paris Saint-Germain, some links with Barcelona in the past few weeks and months, but Brozovic wanted to stay, and Inter are going to discuss also with Ivan Peritic that is performing at super level in Champions League and in Serie A this season. Chelsea were linked to him in January, but he only wanted to stay at Inter, and now he's negotiating a new deal too. So a lot of move on new contracts, and then let's see what's next. One final curveball from me. Uh, I've been really impressed by Martin Satriano since he joined Brest from Inter Milan on loan. Uh, I know there's no option to buy in his contract, but do you think there's a possibility that he might be on the move this summer? Three goals in his first four appearances for Brest. He, he really seems an impressive proposition to me. Yes, he's going doing very good. And he had a fantastic preseason with Inter. But then they play with two strikers. And of course, they have Lautaro Martinez, Alexis Sanchez, Edin Dzeko, Joaquin Correa. So it's not easy 
to find space at Inter and I think was a perfect move to Brest. He has the chance to play, to show his skills. So very interesting boy. And my answer to your question is yes, I'm sure that Inter will look at opportunities to make some money and then to invest that money in other players. So I won't be surprised if they will decide to sell Satriano or loan him out again to maybe Brest or some other club, maybe in Serie A, to make some experience in, in Italy. But they are super happy with Satriano approach with Brest. It's never easy to arrive in January, new country for a South American boy and have an impact. Uh, he's super young, so it's never easy to have this kind of experience, but he's doing great. And so let's see what's next. But Inter are super, super happy with this long move. Yeah, if you saw the way that Satriano was moving uh, in the pouring rain, uh, like uh, like is very common in uh, in northern France, you wouldn't think that he was uh, coming all the way from uh, from South America. But Fab, we've already kept you too long. Thank you very very much. Uh, you know, always a, a fascinating listen for me, and I always feel enriched uh, after we've had our chat. So uh, thanks uh, thanks so much for for joining me, and uh, you know, I look forward to the next time. Thank you. Thank you. Always a super pleasure for me to talk with you and see you soon on Kegolazo. And remember to follow us every single day. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step? The reason? Building a business is tough. Taylor Brands is simplifying the business journey. From launching and managing to growing your business, Taylor Brands isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner from launch to success. With Taylor Brands, building your dream business becomes an effortless experience. Their comprehensive platform guides you through every step, ensuring you have everything you need in one place. From LLC formation to bookkeeping, invoicing to acquiring licenses and permits, and even setting up your bank account, Taylor Brands handles it all seamlessly. And our listeners will receive 35% off Taylor Brands LLC formation plans using our link, taylorbrands.com slash Sports. That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands. Baseball has begun, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Samphill, every Monday through Saturday as we deliver all of your fantasy baseball needs in just five minutes. We'll break down the biggest performers, news, and prospects who could make an impact this season. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Jonathan Johnson with Kevin Paredes. Delighted to say uh, that I am joined by Wolfsburg's newest edition. Kevin, how are you doing? It's uh, It's been a crazy couple of weeks, I imagine. Yeah, it's been very crazy. You know, I'm really happy to be here. Um, yeah, forward for this new journey. Oh, that's awesome. So why did you want this move, first of all? Yeah, I thought this was a very good timing for, you know, everything that's been going on, all my recent success. I think this was the right move to challenge myself and, you know, I really make a name for myself to, you know, do it in the MLS, but also doing, uh, you know, one of the top leagues in the world in the Bundesliga. Uh, take us through the transfer, sort of how it happened, because it seemed to, to come together fairly quickly. Yeah, it did go, it, it did come fast and it came with, you know, a lot of a lot of teams were you know interested and stuff but you know when my agent was telling me about Wolfsburg and how you know how how much support and how much um interest that they showed on me and it was kind of a no-brainer to come over here and you know really show my talents to them and you know they're really putting the trust in me to you know allow me to join the team so I, I'm gonna do you know at my absolute 
best for this club. What did you know about Wolfsburg uh, before joining? Yeah, I knew I actually came here in 2019, um, did a little bit with the academy. So I came here a couple years ago and, you know, I, I know that, you know, they prioritize in young players. Um, you know, I knew about the city a little bit, um, but, you know, just just how much they can develop players and, um, you know, make the best out of players. Uh, that's pretty much what I knew about it. So, you know, it was definitely, you know, easy choice to come over here. You said you know a bit about the city. Uh, I spoke to Kevin Babu uh, a couple of months ago and he said because it's quite a quiet place, it allows you as players to, to focus on what you're sort of doing on the training ground day in, day out. Is that what you felt you needed at this moment in your career, just to knuckle down and focus on your soccer? Yeah, uh, you know, that's that's. I think this is a great place because, you know, in the States and D.C. and all of that, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of things to do which can, you know, cause distraction. And for me, I want to be the best that I can possibly be. And I th- think this is a perfect place to do it, you know. Uh, like Kevin says, like, there's not really much to do here, which is fine, you know. But, you know, this is, this. you know, ever since I've been here, I've the only thing I've been thinking about eating about it's just football over here so you know this is a perfect place to learn perfect place to settle down and you know really show my best qualities what would you say are the biggest differences so far um in terms of the football wise i would say the intensity you know the, the intensity the hunger from these players are just something that you know wasn't as much in the u.s i would say um the lifestyle, the everyday life is just so much different. The culture and everything's different than, you know, when I'm, you know, used to. Um, but yeah, but speaking on the football side, like, like these guys, they, since it's, it's just a whole different, you know, aspect of football, I would say in my eyes here, you know, these guys just, you know, so, so determined to win. Everyone here is to just, in training, they want to win. They want to, you know, win, win, crush the opponent. And I went to the, goes to the game everyone's in one mind it's just to kill just to win just to you know get those three points and you know this is the you know environment I really want to be in you know I, I have the same mentality I want to win I want to show my best quality it's just like this team so I think this is a perfect place for me as you said already you came across a couple of years ago so you're not a complete stranger to it but who's been helping you to settle in in your early, in your early days yeah um you know two players I give big thanks to, you know, one, the, you know, fellow American Jay Brooks. Uh, he's been such a great help, you know, having someone that, you know, speaks English, know, knows, you know, kind of the situation I'm in right now, being 18 away from family. He know, he knows all of that. You know, he's been, been so great. Um, and also Aster, uh, he's, he's 19 years old uh, from Belgium and, you know, he's, and he he gets that I'm away. Also, I'm away from family and also away from friends. And you know, just having someone you know around the same age as me. You know, he actually took me to go go karting for my very first time uh, a couple of days ago. So so some of these guys are those two in particular are just been you know great help for me to settle down, get comfortable around the team, get comfortable around them, and just shows how you know over here I have a second family as well. Do people still tease Aster about that miss of his a couple of years ago? It went viral. Yeah, uh, actually, I I actually seen that video, but I had no clue it was Aster at, at all until um, uh, Roos Roosalon he showed me, 
and pointed it was Astro, and I was like, oh my god, that's I've seen this clip like thousands of times before, and I can't believe this is I'm right next to it. You know, that's so funny. Well, as you said, there's uh, you know you you've been helped to settle in a bit by 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 Brooks, and there are many American players in Germany. Are you in contact with them? Uh, who do you speak to the most? Uh, I'll probably I'm in contact with you know pretty much all the Americans over here. You know, the one that I'll stay the most is probably Justin Che from um, at Hoffenheim. Uh, me and him been you know really close friends ever since the first time at. On the under 16s national team, um, he's a great guy. You know, also George Bello. You know, he just made his move. Um, Pepe, I, I met him a couple of weeks ago with uh, some Nike trip that we went, we both went to, and then after with the national team camp. And you know, recently I just followed Chris Richards um, on Instagram, and you know, he he commented under my picture yesterday. So he's just I can already tell like these these guys are really good people, and I, you know, they support each other Americans. So, you know, it's really nice to, you know, have some sort of contact with all of them. That's great to hear. I mean, Wolfsburg is a club as well with a strong tradition of American players in the past. Did this, did this help? Did you know of many of the players who have sort of trodden that path before you, uh, aside from Brooks? Yeah, actually I knew all of them. I knew all of them pretty closely. Um, uh, two of them uh, used to play in the DC Academy, uh, Brian Kayo and Michael Edwards. So I knew them pretty, fairly well um kobe uh her name is Fosse, uh, you know just through friends I, I just know him i guess and uh the last one was ulianis um he actually said um congratulations to me when i signed for wolfsburg and you know these guys you know i, I keep in contact with and they're just great people and you know really you know they're really supportive uh, you said that you knew uh, Edwards from, uh, from from the DC Academy. What was the best advice that you received from a teammate in DC before making the move, and and who did it come from? I've gotten so much good advice from everyone that you know led me to this to the stage of my life. But um, I'll say one of the biggest ones, biggest advice, and one that you know really touched the heart was Paul Ariola. Um, you know. Uh, I remember when I was like 13, 12 or 13, that's when uh, Paul joined DC. And uh, I remember seeing him. I, I was very small. I was very small. So also Paul was kind of small too. And just seeing like, you know, how well he played in games really gave me motivation. I was like, and when I signed my first contract with them and Paul, you know, immediately came to me and, you know, welcomed me. And, you know, to this day, uh, I, I FaceTime him almost every day since I've been here. Uh, and right before I, uh, I left, you know, he really, you know, he like touched my heart. He said, like, he always knew I could do this, uh, just be myself. But, you know, it, it's kind of simple what he said, but, you know, coming from him it meant a lot for me. So I would say Paul, Paul's a great guy. Awesome. Uh, Wolfsburg are known to be a very modern and forward-thinking club. Did that influence your decision? I mean, I guess you would have seen it firsthand already, having come over a few years before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, they they play exactly how I I play. Um, I play exactly how they play, so I fit in their system. Um, they like to get forward. They like to be dangerous and attack. They like to get up fast. That's how, I, how I've seen it so far since some training and the games. And that's exactly how, you know, I, I like to play my playing style most direct as possible to, to score goals, make assists, be creative up in the wing. So I think it was pretty, pretty much like I said, a no brainer to join this club.
with with you making the move uh, in January, uh, Pepe uh, and Bello too, it's kind of maintaining this pipeline of talent from Major League Soccer to the Bundesliga. Uh, you know, <clears throat> when the offer came in, did you feel like a, not like an obligation, but like it was you you almost had like a duty to to, to sort of keep up this, uh, this this pipeline of talent? I didn't I didn't really feel the pressure or a duty when you know the offer came I, I just knew it was going to come because of you know how much work I put in throughout the season um it, it could have happened at any moment or anything but I didn't really feel pressure or anything like that I knew through you know my play the consequences was going to you know come with during my play and this is what it happened to and you know just you know getting that you know initial offer and I was very 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 proud of uh, what I've done what my family has done for me so you know ever since then it's just gone uphill I'll say.